everyone! I'm Leo Nogula, your host for the last episode of Usapang Usbong Season 2. But before we get into our discussion for today, I would just like to promote the other initiatives that Usbong has for the month of September. In line with the World Clean and Green Week, Usbong Philippines has been able to partner with Winder Recycling Company. We have offered to help them in the collection of donations to use to create upcycled garden pots using single-use plastics. In line with this, we have planned a fundraiser where the proceeds will be used to purchase these upcycled garden pots and donate them to Elsie Gatches Village. So Elsie Gatches Village is a government institution that provides care and rehabilitation to abandoned, neglected, dependent, and foundling children as well as adults with special needs. So by providing their community with these spots, we will be able to give them a new daily outdoor activity to do. For more details regarding these initiatives, if you would like to support or donate, you can check us out on our social media platforms at usbong.philippines on Instagram or our Facebook page at Usbong Philippines. So from our last two episodes, we were able to discuss what the misconceptions are when it comes to periods and as well as what menstrual health education is. So for the last episode of this season, we will be discussing women's healthcare in our country and we have two very special guests to help us know more about this and further discuss this topic. So let's meet our guests. Hi, Arya and Ali. Could you kindly introduce yourselves? Um, hi, I'm Ali, co-chairperson of Amarella. Um, with me is also... So, hi, I'm Arya, the co-chairperson of Amarella, alongside Ali. So, hi guys! It's really a pleasure to be able to be discussing this topic with the two of you. Um, before we get into the gist of it all, um, I just want to ask you guys, how are you feeling? How has the quarantine been like for you? Arya, maybe you'd like to start? So, personally, quarantine has been like a roller coaster, honestly. A lot has happened, not just with our society and the environment around us, but a lot of issues and events happened in such a short amount of time. I've had to adjust a lot, especially with online schooling and not being able to see my friends as much as I want to. And I feel like that's a big factor that happened during my quarantine. Mm -mm. Yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. That It's a really big change now from what we're actually used to, like um, how we get to be able to spend time with our friends, with our families. How about you, Ali? Do you relate to what she shared about her experience during quarantine yeah same sentiments as well um you know it's kind of crazy um obviously when you go online on twitter it's super nakagalit naman to always see like incompetent people um won't name drop the lang yeah um but yeah it just sucks because <laughs> eh, uh, for the next school year especially we'll be um like transferring to a more online based form of learning so um, you know, lots of things to adjust to. I was, um, I'm a freshman pa naman, so Ooh. supposed to have my hot girl summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really uh, no, such a big change. Nga. And especially that you shared that you're a freshman. I can't imagine how it must feel like for you in the first year of your college life is going to be online. So I guess that's something interesting to like think about. So, you know, since there's a quarantine, I also want, we also want to know about how you have been able to continue your advocacies, continue building your organization. So could you guys share to us what exactly Amarela Philippines is about? What, how did you guys start and what does your organization really stand for? 
Um, okay, I guess I'll start. Um, so Amarela Philippines was formed um, around last year or conceptualized around last last year maybe. So the founder is the current chairperson, um, Nina Ko, who unfortunately can't be here with us today. Um, but then she just had an idea that we really need to have um, more information regarding sexual reproductive health. We need to have more information as well regarding the available contraceptives and you know things like that. So she got with a small group of, of people and they all decided to form Amarela into what is now the current Amarela. Um, so yeah, um, Arya, do you want to add? Um, so in terms of like how quarantine has affected Amarela, um, basically we used to have like general assemblies and meetings in real life, but due to all the restrictions, we really managed to like transfer a lot online. So we've been having a lot more online events and having a lot more online meetings. So uh, basically, I can just touch briefly upon like what Amarella is about. Amarella really just stands for the normalization and destigmatization of sex. Because we all feel like sex is a taboo topic. It's hard to talk about with um, people that you're not really close with or in a more formal setting, like let's say school or even with your doctor sometimes. But we really do stand for the accessibility of reproductive health care and education as well. And included in this is also women empowerment and we're anti-gender-based violence. And basically, Amarella just wants to support women. We want to be able to uh, amplify women's voices and really, uh, basic, we just want to, we want to be there. Like, we want to be sort of like an ate figure in yeah. a lot of women's life and we want to support that so yeah thanks Arya and Ali for you know being able to like give us an introduction into what Amarela Philippines does stand for and actually it was interesting Arya that you actually talked about how sex and reproductive health is kind of like a quote-unquote taboo topic especially in our country I was going to actually ask you how did of the organization react to certain people who were like very against what you guys stand for because I was actually preparing for this podcast and I could see that there are some people who still who are actually still you know against normalizing like reproductive health and giving access to the things that women need in order to be able to protect themselves sexually so I want to know how does your organization deal with that? Um, so on our part, obviously, it's just extremely frustrating because we deal with an extremely controversial topic. So obviously, yeah. especially in a conservative country like the Philippines, there's like a huge opposition. Um, so on our end, it's it's just uh, um, reading like um, ignorant comments like, ah, you don't need that naman talaga. Or people yeah. who simply don't understand our cause is just super disheartening and frustrating considering that um, a lot of, for example... Um, higher-ranking um, people in government are usually men who probably don't understand what we're going through. Um, so, as an org, what we usually do is um, obviously just um, keep doing what we've usually been doing naman to begin with. Um, 
upon entering Amarella naman to begin with, we already understood that we'd be placed in a kind of controversial position. Um, but honestly, like, responding to trolls and responding to hateful comments from other people about our advocacies hasn't really worked in the past. Like, usually, trolls are just trolls who will try to shove down their ideas down your throats. And even, like, use, um, like, other insults as well. Like, we have an abortion post up where people um like commented about what they think about abortion and some people just like and some trolls just like comment against the appearances of like other people instead of the actual topic parang huh? <laughs> what <laughs> so um yeah we've noticed that one of the best things to do is just keep striving forward um we are open to engaging in um, civilized discussion with um, people who want to, but for a majority of the times, we've noticed that just um, like um, propping up people who need our help is the best thing that we can do. Yeah, and I think it's really important that when you're advocating for something, is to keep an open mind and to like accept the fact that there are really some people that struggle to agree with you know our point of view and why we think it's important to advocate for certain um, issues such as this. So being able to talk about that, as we established earlier, na it's kind of a taboo topic in our country. Could you tell us more about what you've learned so far about, you know, the women's health care in our country and what is the current situation of women's health care in the Philippines? Could you guys share, us, share to us about, you know, what you've learned regarding this? Um, so I think what I could learn a lot is that it's not women's healthcare isn't really a one size fits all. It's yeah. something that depends on you. It's you can't say that what works for one one girl would work for another. It's really not like that. Um, I feel like we need to address that. We have to adjust. A lot of things have to be adjusted. Um, some women need this kind of healthcare, while some women need another kind. You can't say that a pad works for everyone, or you can't say that everyone likes to use condoms. Um, different approaches to healthcare should be prioritized. Uh, what I learned personally is like people aren't really open to a lot of healthcare issues. Uh, like we mentioned in some of our posts, there are opposing opinions to it, and there are people who have expressed their opinions in ways that aren't really nice or that aren't really beneficial or open for conversation. Yeah. However, I feel like what I've learned a lot, it, um, especially since I've started like Amarella, uh, I've started with Amarella at a young age, was that you have to learn how to adjust. You have to learn, constantly keep learning because women's healthcare isn't something that, you know, stays there. It's forever, what, whatever is mentioned now will always be applicable. It's something that constantly changes and adjusts. Yeah, I agree with Arya as well. I feel like being in Amarella has just um, made us realize more how intersectional the fight for feminism is, considering that um, so many there are so many types of women, they all want different things. But I think that one of the most important things we've learned is just the value of choice, which is why we do what we do, you know, to be able to provide women the information to make informed and proper choices to what they deem fit for their bodies. So, um, yeah, it's just made us be a lot more understanding of the different needs of women as a whole. Wow, okay. Actually, Arya, I really like what you said earlier that there have there has to be different approaches to health healthcare and that this should be normalized. I guess 
in a personal note for me, it's it's always been a struggle to talk about certain topics like this, especially even with the women in like my family. Who knew that a topic such as this could be so hard to talk to your mom about, to your titas about. So I really appreciate the fact that you guys have taken the time and really been trying to make sure that the women in this country, especially the young Filipinas, have are going to be able to be given their right to the products that they actually need, access to healthcare services that they actually need. And with regards to this, what do you think our country needs to do in order to progress this further. Because um, from what I've noticed, um, prioritizing like reproductive healthcare or women's healthcare has been quite slow in terms of like what the government is trying to achieve. So what do you think needs to be done? What do you think they should do? Um, so we recently actually had a forum within Amarel related to this. Um, it was about sexual education, which I think is... Um, one of the most important things we need right now. Um, so I think that a lot of the times, um, like, it starts with growing up, normalizing the idea of sex and that you should keep yourself safe and that you should have access to these types of sexual reproductive health care. Um, so I think that the first step um, definitely is being able to allow women or just everyone access to these types of things at a very young age so that they're able to destigmatize these types of things and also just humanize them a lot more like honestly i really do understand how difficult it is to talk about these types of things because it's just so weird you know you grow up and you're and like you've never had to like think of this at all um and all of a sudden like once you're like an adult you're like yeah these are things (laughs) you know (laughs) um so yeah, we really need to humanize these so that people um, grow up in an environment where it's okay to talk about these things and it's okay to view these things as normal. Mm-hmm. Arya, how about you? So I agree with Ali. Like The idea of normalizing sex, it's, a, it's the basis of really being able to approach sex, sexual education and healthcare as a whole. Because I feel like even for me, sometimes it's uncomfortable for me to say certain words or like to just talk, say the word sex actually. I feel like it's taboo or I feel like it's something that I have to say in a hushed voice. But in reality, it's normal. It happens. One day it's gonna, it's not, it's your choice if you want to take in it, uh, if you want to do it or not. But it's something that happens to people. And I feel like that's something we really do have to normalize in order to be able to address sexual health care and education as a whole. Actually, those are really nice answers because who knew that one way to like progress in this certain topic is by actually normalizing words that we are too scared to use in public. I know a lot of people who are older than me who are even too scared to say the word sex. And that that for me is an indicator of how there is a need to really normalize these words to make sure that, you know, it's okay to say sex and all these other words because it's, you know, it's part of life. There are, you know, some of the words, they're also the body parts. So that's really interesting. So thank you for answering, like, that aspect of it. So going back to your organization, Amarela Philippines, we learned about one of your projects, and it's titled Amaralif, if I'm correct. Is that correct? Yeah. So could you guys share to us what this project is all about? Um, so basically, Amaralif is just a um, series of relief drives 
where we try to help out um, marginalized women or women who can't access certain um, necessities. So, for example, the first one was launched um, earlier this year. It was for the victims of the Taal volcano. So we had these drives where we'd um, ask our members to like ask their schools if they could um, like collect sanitary pads as donations so that we could um, send them to the victims of Taal since, you know, um, your uterus doesn't know to stop having a period just because of a calamity. So that was the first one that we did. Um, the second one was more recent. Um, it was about the uh, um, COVID virus. So um, right now, especially during the pandemic and due to the quarantine, a lot of women have difficulty going out and like buying things um, like their basic necessities like groceries. Um, so what we did is that we just had a donation drive where we um, collected, mo- collected sorry, monetary donations as well as clothes and we sent them for the benefit of um, Acacia Women's Club and Jeremiah. Thank you, um, Ali, for being able to share to us the initiatives of the organization so far in terms of coming alongside Filipinos and Filipinas as well in any way possible. How has, the, how has this experience been for you being able to help your fellow Filipinos? Is there anything you've learned personally regarding these initiatives? Okay, so for me, I think what I've learned is just how important service is. Um, because I think a lot of the times, especially um, during right now, during a pandemic, it's very easy to um, be worried about what's going on with yourself only. Because obviously, we, we personally have a lot of things going on for ourselves. Um, but at the same time, especially um, in the positions most of us are, we're pretty privileged and like middle class, um, we shouldn't leave behind other people who um, are struggling during these times. And we sh- always uh, shouldn't forget the fact that we owe it to help these people out whenever they are struggling. Um, especially as Amarella, as an org that wants to empower women, um, as much as what we do online is important, it's also especially important to have the pragmatic action and impart um, these types of services onto people who need it the most. Um, yeah, Arya, do you want to add on? Um, okay, so for me, I just realized how important. So I was raised in, uh, I was, it's sort of a really women-centered, not really centered, I was, I was I was I go to an all girls Catholic school, so it's very women empowerment in a sense. But it was also very sheltered. So I think a lot of these projects have made me realize how important and how I have the ability. Not just me, actually, the entire organization has the ability to help others. So uh, before we used to mainly do like just publication materials or just posts. But once we actually started having these projects in which we had actual beneficiaries. And you could actually see the extent of how we help them. I think it was a really big wake-up call for me because it really made me realize how deep Amarella's work is and how youth organi- not just youth organizations, actually organized non-government organizations are able to help beneficiaries and really be the change that they want to see. you want to see, as cliche as it is. Um, being able to take that initiative and help others is something that it's always so good to see, especially in times like these where you see a lot of people are willing to help others despite the circumstances that are in or what's happening to them. I think that's something that Amarella really has taught me. Uh, thank you, Arya and Ali, for sharing your learnings regarding your um, initiatives 
under Amaralis. How can our audience or how what can we do in order to support your initiatives? Okay, so like I think aside from Amaralis, we also do have other projects. Like we also do plan. So I I'll, I'll just like briefly insert it. So we also had like Amarella Talks, which is our kind of webinar. And our, the kinds of projects we really do initiate are able to help educate others and really like bring access to reproductive education because it's kind of hard to get good quality reproductive education online that you're sure is like actually true because a lot of the things that we see online or a lot of a lot of reproductive education that we get isn't really you can say it's true but Uh, you're not sure if it's applicable to you or if it's like, is this still right? Is this still relevant? Is this still something I use? But we aim to bridge that gap between reproductive education and our audience. So I feel like you guys can support us by supporting our projects and, you know, actually attending them because a lot of our projects do have really good insights. Like our speakers really do provide the educate the reproductive education that we want to share to others. Okay, so, yeah. yeah, that's. I think it's very interesting now that you guys are actually having talks regarding this, and that there are actually you know people, ex- professionals that are really willing to make sure that the future generation is educated and prepared and aware of um what is going to happen in the future and stuff like that. Um, so it's been really interesting to be able to talk about this um women's healthcare, reproductive health. Um, so we'd really like, on behalf of Usbong Philippines, we'd like to thank you, Arian Ali, for being able to share with us your organization, being able to share with us your passion and advocacy for normalizing reproductive health and women's health care in the Philippines. And for being able to just join us today in bringing more awareness to why this is an important topic and should be normalized. So before we end, is there anything you guys would like to say? It's especially, I think it's interesting because a lot of the people who listen to our podcast actually are like younger, you know, younger people. And it's really interesting to have this sort of conversation. So is there anything you would like to share to younger people who are, you know, slowly learning about something like this? So um, Ali, do you want to start? Um, for me, I think it's just don't be afraid. Like I remember um, when I was younger, especially, like I'd be super afraid of um, reproductive organs and like what's going on down there. You know, to me, it was just like this is the upper half of my body. The rest does not exist. Um, so I think um, don't be afraid to get to know your body. Um, don't be afraid if you have to research things or ask help from other people. Or talk about it because these are all things that should be normal and you should never be ashamed of the natural things that your body has um yeah so it's all about just finding the right resources to enlighten yourself about what's good and what's going down <laughs> Arya, how about you what would you like to share to the young filipinas out there okay so much like ali i think exploration is like not really like exploring and asking more questions like And also, don't get frustrated if you don't understand or don't know how to do a certain thing. Like, it's totally fine to not know how to do something. Or if you don't want to do anything, that's totally fine as well. You don't have to constantly force yourself to do anything or to fulfill a certain um, idea placed on you. It's really important to, like, grow. Like, 
when it comes to growing, it's a lot of like adjusting and changing and shifting. It's very uncomfortable. But I also feel like that's super important to all of us because asking questions, getting to know yourself, getting to know what's going on because I think I relate with a lot of you guys. Like I'm still in the pro at an age where I don't know a lot about myself. I don't know a lot about what's going on. I'm like very confused. <laughs> I'm super fidgety and I just don't really understand a lot. But I think that's where asking questions and really getting to be curious about a lot of things is important. If you ask more questions and if you learn more, I feel like that's how you'll be able to understand a lot more. So Yes, I couldn't agree more with what you've shared, Aria, because it's really important that as young Filipinos and Filipinas, it's important to take charge of how you grow. Make sure that you grow at your own pace and what you're comfortable with. And I really thank you, Ali and Arya, for this really eye-opening um, conversation we've had. I've never, <laughs> I've never had a conversation like this before with like girls like my age, and it's really empowering and very encouraging to know that there are people, there are peers who are advocating for something as important as this. Um, you guys shared that you have ongoing talks or regular talks called Amarela Talk. Uh, would you guys like to promote that? Do you guys have any upcoming projects, upcoming talks that you guys would want to share to our audience? Actually, yeah. Uh, so Amarela Talks too. We'll be having, I think we've, talk, we've talked about it. We had like a post about abortion and there's a lot of like comments and concerns about it. So with it, uh, we'll be having Amarella Talks to a talk about legalizing abortion, what abortion is about, and how it's basic health care. So if you guys want to learn more about that, feel free to check Amarella, Amarella's, any of Amarella's socials. We'll be posting a lot about it, and we hope you guys will be able to watch. Um, we also plan on releasing a set of merchandise um, in the middle of September. So this is going to be through a series of phases where we're gonna sell um, loungewear, um, apparel, and self-defense tools. So um, watch out for that also because we plan on dropping that soon. Yes, you heard it right here. They have upcoming projects as well as merchandise. So be sure to stay tuned and check out their socials regarding this. So sad to say this episode ends our second season for Usapang Usbong. I really hope that you learned something new about yourself, something new about our country, and the importance of normalizing reproductive health and women's health care in our country. If you have any requests or insights about our podcast, feel free to message us on Instagram at usbong.philippines or on Facebook at usbongphilippines. So stay tuned for more projects and initiatives that we have coming your way. And thank you so much for tuning in with us. Stay safe, take care, and we will see you soon. Bye.